0: Welcome to Advance Your Art. If you are interested in making money from your art, using your artistic background to your advantage when switching careers, or if you are just plain stuck, you've come to the right place. Now let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yuri Cataldo. Hello,
1: and welcome to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you're interested in learning how to build a company, make money from your art, or if you're just feeling stuck, you've come to the right place. Every week I sit down with a creative entrepreneur to discuss the who, what, and why of their journey. If you like this episode, please remember to like, subscribe, and share this with a friend. Today, I'm sitting down with Tracy Bissett, Chief Financial Fitness Trainer of Bissett Financial Fitness Inc. Got it. Tracy, hello, welcome to the show. How are you?
0: I am great. Thank you so much for hosting me, Yuri.
1: Of course, it's my absolute pleasure. Um, so, so how are you?
0: I am well. I've been. Um, I'm based in Canada, so I live in Toronto normally. But I've been spending a lot of this year on the east coast in Nova Scotia with my family. So that's mm-hmm. been nice um, to have lots of time together and uh, not so much uh, alone time because we were on lockdown for a long time in Toronto this year.
1: Yes, uh, I've I've heard of that. I I have a couple of colleagues who are in Toronto and it, um, yeah, it's definitely sounds like like it was um, a a very kind of intense experience. So it's it's great that you were able to um, not spend that much time in lockdown and, and get away a little bit. So for my listeners who are less familiar with you and your work, how do you describe yourself and what you do?
0: So, by background, I was a banker for many, many years at TD Bank, one of Canada's big five banks, and it's also on the Eastern Seaboard of the US. And I've spent my career supporting business owners get access to financing and making decisions about loans when I was on the bank side. And then when I left the organization, I decided to take all the things I like to do and I started my own business. And it's really around education and consulting to empower business owners so they can make sense of the financial side of their business. And so people start their companies because they're passionate at what they do. Your listeners are, are no exception, um, but nobody really teaches you how to understand the numbers and, and use them to drive your strategy and make money in your, your business. And so that's really where I come in.
1: Wonderful, and and oh my God, yes! Uh, I I wish I would have known you so many years ago, um, in my like some of my early companies. I mean, and especially during my art trading, because this would have, yeah, helped out so so much. Um, so, so, but before we get into that though, I'm I'm curious a little bit about your background. What initially made you interested in the finance space?
0: Well, when I was a little kid, I probably seven years old, I learned the power of money and uh, I want, it was the summer. I wanted to go to the store every day and get some treats, some sour, sour soothers or slushy or chips. And so I asked my mom and she would give me money once a week. And she said, Tracy, we've got money, but not for that. And so I went outside and with my best friend, Jennifer, we brainstormed all kinds of ways to make money. So we would have a lemonade stand, a garage sale. Uh, We even had a little neighborhood newspaper. But I learned in that summer that money is the key to help you get the things you want or to do the things you want to do. And so ever since then, I've been on a mission to either make money myself through my own business or to help other people, have it not be this emotional scary thing, because I could see it really rationally and logically. So so the numbers and money and finance was, was there from a really young age.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so so then that's I guess that that's then what you went to school for. What after school made you want to get into the the banking industry specifically?
0: Yeah, so I did go on and do a bachelor of commerce and master's in business. And I thought banking would be a good place to start. My dad had been a banker. So we had lots of money conversations growing up um, and I knew that he worked with companies. So I got started in the the commercial lending space. So working with, when you're a, a new lender they start you with small companies and you get to move up as your experience grows. I honestly envisioned I'd probably work there one or two years and then I would go and work in maybe one of my customers' businesses. Or I don't know really what I thought was going to happen, but fast forward 16 years later, and I I had made a, a great career there, worked with lots of great customers, lots of great colleagues, and um, had had learned so much about so many different industries, and it was really fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, great! And then so so what? When was the moment where you decided that that's not what you wanted to do anymore, and <laughs> decided to move on and actually start your own company?
0: Uh, so that was um, the leaving of the, the bank was actually not my decision as ah. does happen in financial services from time to time and in all large corporate, they did a big restructuring. Um, so they were taking out some layers in the organization. And so my, my job was eliminated and I, I had a lot of opportunities right away to go and do a similar type of role at a different organization. But I thought this might be a, a gift because I never envisioned I was going to be here this long. What if I could build something that put together all the things that I like to do? So teaching people things, um, using the expertise I developed with business owners and around cash flow and financial management. Um, I developed courses with HR to train newer lenders. And so I just took everything uh, I knew how to do it and packaged it together to make this at financial fitness and so glad that I did. I mean, it's certainly uh, lots of work to, r- to run your own business, but it's definitely mm-hmm. lots of freedom and, and flexibility and you get a lot of choice in, in who you get to work with, uh, what you do every day. So no shortage of things to do, but certainly was a great decision.
1: Yeah, I guess it sounds like it. So when you were first starting your, your company, Were there there books you were reading or courses you were taking or people you were chatting with to help you go from, you know, the idea to launching it? Or how did that initial process go?
0: So I was really fortunate as part of leaving the organization. there was some outplacement training. So I took some entrepreneurship courses there. And I actually got hooked up with a great um, coach who, who helped people start coaching consulting businesses. So worked with her for a little bit. Um, what was really important, uh, was to do, expand my network. I needed to now get some more friends and connections and colleagues who were running their own business because I had all my friends who were doing kind of corporate jobs, but they didn't really understand what I was doing. And they couldn't really help me with the questions I had. Cause when you start a business, there's hundreds of things you need to learn. And I knew about three things. So, <laughs> so trying to find the right people was really important Um, the right networks, right um, networking opportunities, right coaching. And then I did get on more permanently with a, a business coach who was able to help me go faster. So everybody's smart who starts a business, you can learn anything. It's just, how long is it going to take you? How many things can you learn at once? And, and I wanted to get things moving and really get things implemented. So I found that working with a business coach allowed me to leverage all of the stuff they'd already learned mm-hmm. and, and then be able to just tailor it and implement it to, um, for, for my clients.
1: Yeah. Great. So particularly with the focus of your, your company, um, why? why was it that you are focused on empowering individuals? And uh, I mean, especially young adults, as well as as companies and not just companies in the financial sector.
0: For me, I think the earlier in your life, you can get a handle on money, the bigger impact it's going to have on you. And it really changes the trajectory of where you go. Um, So ideally, I, I would work with really young kids, but I I don't find that there's actually a market because when you have a business, you have to kind of line it up with people who are willing to pay for your services. Um, So I landed on kind of the 18 to 30 ish. Uh, young young adult um, age group because there is people willing to pay for for that kind of service there uh, and I wanted to keep my entrepreneurs as well because I had spent my whole career supporting them and um, to me it's really inspiring to see what people can make out of nothing when they decide to put their talents and passion uh, into action and create a business it's really exciting
1: mm-hmm. so walk me through then what. What a typical entrepreneur or or young person will experience when they they sign up for your your services, and what's that like?
0: So, there's two ways I predominantly work with, and it's entrepreneurs mostly, um, generally. The advice and, and coaching I'm doing with the young adults is coming through my podcast or, or kind of speaking opportunities. Okay. So, for entrepreneurs, there's either the opportunity to work in a group. Um, so, we're going through a cash flow boot camp uh, in a group session. It's online, live, six week program, and we're getting kind of the nuts and bolts and the basics. Um, so, good opportunity to ask lots of questions. You're also learning from from other people uh, across different industries, uh, which is really fun. We tend to have a lot of creatives um, in, our, in our program as well because uh, they know what's something that they, they wanna get a handle on. Uh, so that's what group coaching looks like. And then I do a lot of work one-on-one um, working with entrepreneurs across all different industries. And that's typically anywhere between three to six months in terms of uh, an engagement. What that starts with is me doing a, a financial assessment of their company telling them from the outside, uh, looking in what I'm seeing objectively comparing to industry benchmarks. And and that marries up nicely then with them telling me the story of how things felt, what was going on in the company. And then we work through a series of deliverables where I coach them to completion. And that includes a cash flow forecast, includes creating a dashboard with key performance indicators, um, education all around financial statements, and then a deep dive on pricing. Because uh, I know certainly with the client base that I work with, um, up to about two million in sales, pricing is is the problem in eighty five percent of the cases when companies aren't making money. Mm-hmm. So uh, we want to make sure we focus time on there. Uh, so that's generally what a one on one mandate looks like.
1: Okay, great, great, great. So I'm 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 curious just in general, are there particular let's say fallacies that you commonly see from people when they first start working with you or, or, or yeah, we'll just go with that.
0: Sure. Um, So it could be fallacy or maybe things that people don't quite know that they're, they're different. So Mm -hmm. one of the big ones is um, most entrepreneurs will focus very much on their profit and loss. So their sales and their expenses to see their profit. Um, But what actually can, can kill a business pretty quickly, um, obviously lack of sales, but it's actually that cash flow cycle. And understanding how does the money move in and out of your business? So for anybody listening who's trying to think about that, just think about the journey your customer goes through with you. When does cash actually get into your pocket? Are you doing or into your bank account? Are you providing a lot of service before you actually collect the money? And once you can understand that cash flow cycle, you really get a sense of how your business lives and breathes because cash is really the lifeblood of the organization. So mm-hmm. that's one of the big things that is really eye-opening for people when they're they're not aware of that at the beginning. <coughs> Excuse me. The other thing I would say as well is um, if they've got an accountant and a bookkeeper on board. They're thinking that they're all set and that's part of the equation, but that's not all of it. And so understanding that you as the leader of the organization need to be accountable is is very important.
1: Yeah, okay. Excellent. (coughs) So I've also read on your site that you have something called the Young Money Scholarship Fund. What's that uh, focus about?
0: Well, I'm super excited about the scholarship. So... We take proceeds from primarily the work we're doing with entrepreneurs to help remove some of the barriers to education for post-secondary students studying in Canada. So they don't have to be Canadian citizens. It's anybody studying in Canada. And we ask them two questions that are really kind of aligned with our goals at Visit Financial. One, how have you helped someone else accomplish their goals? And two, what's your plan for the future? Because we know that people who have plans generally are going to be a little bit more successful. And we're just in the in the process of um, finalizing those um, collecting those applications and uh, at the time this is airing we'll we'll have announced or we'll be close to announcing uh, scholarship winners for this year so really important for me to give back Uh, I think if you have uh, had a good life uh, and most people have it's important to either give your time talents or treasures and Mm -hmm. I know just like knowing about money can change the trajectory of your life. So too can education. So it's important for me to help break down some of those barriers. um, So more people can get access to education, and then they can choose what they want to do with their lives.
1: Sure. That's, that's, that's absolutely wonderful. Congratulations.
0: Thank you. It's our uh, second year in 2021. So we're really excited. And uh, it's so inspiring to see what young people are up to. Um, When I was dates me, but when I was Ah, uh, finishing my undergrad, uh, we just got email. Um, internet certainly had been around for a few years, but the social issues and causes that they're concerned about, and that they're going to school to study, and and the changes they want to see in the world—it's really um, powerful. And it, I know we're going to have a better world as as a result of it.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm so I'm I'm curious because you work on the financial side of it. How? So what did you notice? Happening during COVID in, in your own business and how others were handling their business and then um, what changes are you seeing happening now in a in a world where things are starting to emerge?
0: So for me, I was busier than ever. Um, not necessarily with all paid work, but lots of speaking opportunities. Lots of people wanting to talk and get advice, um, and certainly that's what I like to do. We, I mean, we can't be kind of fair. Or whether when you're providing financial assistance and support. Mm-hmm. Um, so, being open and available to talk to help people have a little bit of a, a place to talk through their challenges and their issues. Um, with clients, certainly saw everything across the spectrum from um, some businesses um, really not doing well at all, um, not in the owners not being open to making changes in their companies, to businesses who were not doing well, but owners really getting on board with. What else can we serve our clients with? Um, How can we get online? How can we do other things and really pivoting uh, strongly? Mm -hmm. Um, People whose sales were down considerably, I'm thinking of um, some resort owners I know, they were able to actually um, reduce their expenses. And so their sales were way lower, but they made way more money than they ever had. So who would think that during a pandemic, they could actually get focused on their numbers and make more money um, at a lower sales level. And then just the businesses that were, were already aligned and they were already serving markets where things were taking off and, and doing really well, they just did phenomenally. But that created um, another kind of cash flow pressure because when you're growing and you're growing really quickly, um, that can create some cash flow challenges as you mm-hmm. try to keep up with all that growth and maybe those delays of the money coming in and money going out. So, really different across the board. Uh, and people who are creative in terms of their offering and being open to doing things in a way maybe they hadn't done it before and trying new things were very successful. Mm, Okay. Excellent.
1: I'm, I'm curious then in, are there other than, I mean, obviously taking, you know, taking your, your courses and listening to your, your podcast, um, are there any kind of, of books or other resources you, that you particularly like and recommend for other people to you know, get a, get a introductory look at finances and how to think through what they should be doing.
0: Absolutely, there's tons of great podcasts out there for business owners. So definitely just do a search; you're going to come across some great ones. Mm-hmm. In Canada, we have the Business Development Bank for Entrepreneurs, um, so Business Development Bank of Canada. It's funded by the government, but anyone anywhere um, has access to their website. They have tremendous resources there, including even financial forecast templates, business plan templates, they even have kind of a a financial management quasi video game, if you will, (laughs) um, to allow you to go through in a little bit more fun environment to actually see what you know, and where you maybe have some learnings to to be had on the financial management side. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a really great resource as well. Startup Canada uh, has some excellent resources as well. And they actually made some mentoring um, opportunities available and they're still doing it throughout this year, um, where they've, they've rallied, um, entrepreneurs across Canada to volunteer their time. Um, and so booking appointments with them and having actual free access to, to mentors is, is wonderful where you can actually get someone who's very specific in the area that you need it. So you didn't have to pick one mentor, um, um, you, you'd be able to, if you were um, starting an online business and you had a, a physical product, you were creating something, you could talk to someone about how to do the marketing. You could talk to somebody else about how to set up the, the storefront. And then you could talk to somebody else about how, how do you source um, suppliers and deal with shipping and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's a great resource as well.
1: Yeah. Excellent. This is fantastic. I'm I'm curious um, because obviously in, in some instances anyway, for a lot of people, um, money and finance, has, there's a lot of fear and, and behind it. How do you work with your clients to kind of get past that idea of, of fear around their business and finance and to push, uh, keep moving forward?
0: So, I mean, even in the name of my company, I talk about financial fitness. Um, mm-hmm. If you ever think about it, most people talk about financial literacy. And I find as soon as you say that, it puts people back on their heels and all of a sudden they're illiterate. They're feeling ashamed They're feeling embarrassed. Um, So I like to come at it from the positive. So uh, usually when I I start talking to my clients, I I ask them how long have you been in business? um, What's been going on? And and they'll they'll probably tell me the things that you just said. I'm not good at numbers. I don't know anything about uh, the financial (laughs) side. I'm worried about it. And so when I can get articulated and get them to tell me, well how long have you been in business? If it's anything more than kind of 90 to 120 days, I'll tell them, well let's start there. You know how to manage cash flow. Mm-hmm. And they'll kind of look at me puzzled and they'll be like, what do you mean? And I will tell them, if you can keep things going, you're stringing the cash flow together, you're getting money in, you're you're paying your bills, if you can do that for For 120 days, six months, if if you've been in business for years, you know how to do it. You might not do it like I do. You might not talk about it like I do, and you might not do it efficiently, but you're doing it and Mm -hmm. that's a positive. And so give yourself a pat on the back and let's start there and let's move forward. And then that usually kind of breaks the ice, um, gets us on that positive um, frame of mind. We're now on this financial fitness journey, like I like to talk about it. Uh, We're never going to learn everything in one day. We can only take kind of small and perfect steps every day. We're going to make mistakes. But if we're committed to learning, it really then opens the floodgate for the questions that you can have. Um, And for me, when a business owner can actually quantify if they have an issue, that is a lot more helpful and it's less worrying than I don't know my numbers and I think I have an issue. Okay. Because when we don't know the extent of the problem, we can't actually move forward and solve any problems. We need to know with precision. And most of the time, uh, the numbers are not as bad as people have imagined in their heads. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, that's that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, could you tell me a little bit more about your
0: podcast? Absolutely. So Young Money with Tracy Bissett, it's the advice show for millionaires in the making. Mm -hmm. So we target 18 to 30-ish in age group. Uh, We have lots of parents and grandparents who listen. We cover pretty much anything related to money. So it covers personal as well as as business finances. We showcase all kinds of different paths to success um, because there is no one way um, to become successful and to have the kind of life that you want we do lots of fun shows. We, anything that I can tie into music, I try to do. So we have kind of financial fitness lessons. We can learn from various different artists, Um, anything that can be kind of Uh, Related to what's going on in the news, we did a lot of shows on um, investing. uh, Cryptocurrency is really popular. Everybody's kind of trying to dig into that. Mm -hmm. Just done a couple episodes on on non-fungible tokens, uh, which might be of interest, uh, particularly to your audience as artists try to monetize digitally their their artworks. And so trying to help people navigate all of that and understand it in a fun way that makes it easy to digest and, and... just helps them advance on their financial fitness journey. And we've been um, going strong since December, 2017. So having lots of fun with it. And uh, this year we celebrated our 200th episode.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. Congratulations.
0: Thank you. Yeah. I know uh, uh, how many episodes you have as well, Yuri. Uh, it's, uh, it's a big commitment. We're we're both working in the podcast factory.
1: Yes, definitely. It's uh yeah. I thought it would get easier as things move along, but, um, but that's not necessarily the case, but it's still <laughs> been just as fun since when I put out my first episode years ago, as it is to now I'm, I don't know, 200 something. Um, <laughs> but, but that's yeah.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. It's always the same work, but it's uh, definitely fun. And I love hearing from listeners and love getting ideas for the things they want to learn about. Uh, I try not to make it, uh, you should do this. It's more around what are the kinds of questions you should ask when you're faced with these financial decisions and what should you uh, consider before you make some some decisions or choices.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent. Also, I, I noticed that you have um, something called the 12-month money planner. What um, what's, what's that about?
0: So we're getting close to having it really ready to launch. And it is okay. for, um, again, our young money listeners. Um, so basically we go through month by month and there's a, a lesson and then a tip sheet or a worksheet to help you with the things that you'd be doing in that particular month, um, February, uh, cause it's when we do our, our tax planning and investment, um, retirement planning, where there's the tax breaks in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk a lot about how would we go about, um, choosing which vehicles to put our money into so we can get those tax breaks. Um, there's going to be, uh, there are sections on budgeting. There's ways to even think about when you're creating that budget, when you're cohabitating with others, what are the tips and tricks that you need to, to think about? Uh, I know I like to use tissues because that's how, uh, I, I live, but maybe my roommate doesn't want to pay for the tissues in the budget. So it sounds kind of silly, all that stuff, but those are the things that actually lead to the, the arguments when it comes down to money.
1: Yeah. In- interesting. Yeah, that's great. So <laughs> Tracy, with, with everything that you have done and experienced, what would you say has been the best advice that you were ever given?
0: There is no overnight success. And so picking your strategy. Um, once you know, it's sound, showing up consistently, uh, reliably. So the people you're trying to reach know you're there and you're not going away, um, and putting in the hard work, there's no shortcut to that success. So somebody might look like they're an overnight success, but they've generally put in uh, all of the effort to get there. So that's the, the best advice I've ever been given And in most things in my life. It's, it's panned out when you follow it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So thank you so much. That's been fantastic. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I really appreciate it. If the listeners would like to listen to your podcast, sign up for your, your site, where are the best places they can go online to find you?
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'd love to hear questions, comments, any questions. any notes from people. LinkedIn's the best place to message me. So Tracy with an E and visit with two S's, two T's. And I do have a gift for your audience because I know sometimes it is challenging to get started. Started on the financial side of the business. So I've got a money meeting agenda that you can download at cashcoach.biz. And this is applicable if you're running things yourself and you're a company of one, or you do have a team or some contractors that you're working with. So you can download that money meeting agenda at cashcoach.biz. And that's going to take you right to my site where it has everything with the podcast, um, as well as all social media handles you can find there as well.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much for, for giving that. That's absolutely fantastic. I will put all of these links in the show notes so listeners can click right through and, and, and find you online and also download that, that free gift. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate it.
0: You are welcome.
1: Well, again, thank you, Tracy. This has been an absolute pleasure.
0: Uh, my pleasure as well. It's uh, been fun to chat and uh, lots of great questions. So interesting to, uh, to see things from a different perspective.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you like this episode, please remember to give us a five-star rating, like, and share with a friend. Our theme music is written and mixed by Chicago-based composer Ryan Black of Black Bones Collaborative. To listen to the full catalog of our episodes, go to advanceyourart.com. To see what I'm working on or book a time with me or buy a copy of my book, Be Left Behind, go to yuricataldo.com. Thank you so much and have a great day.